You are now tuned in to Picks and Push Sports Talk Radio. Hey, people, welcome back. Welcome back. We're back. Episode push. two. Coming at you, episode two, man. Hey, we back. We back, bro. We like this enough that we got another episode. Episode two, man. We want to give out the shout out to everybody who followed us on Facebook, all the new subscribers on the YouTube. We got about 100 new followers on the YouTube. We appreciate that. Not only that, man, we got 475 views just for the video. Yes, sir. That's dope. We, we appreciate, appreciate y'all man. for uh, tuning in. Hey. Pits and push. Like, share, subscribe in that order. But, yes, sir. Hey, what we got for the people today, man? Today we got, uh, we're going to talk about that Wilder fight, bro. That was it a, was a wild That one. was a tough one for me to watch. Hey, but listen, I, you know, I think we're going to disagree a lot today because I got my own opinion. I kind of heard him talking about his little tidbit, so... Hey, we're going to you know, see, but... Excuses, excuses, man. Hey, we're yeah. going to give them... And we got no of that, man. But for the for the Wilder fight, man, we got a guest. Yes, we, we do. We got a boxing enthusiast, yes, man. Yes, we do. He know his stuff, too. By the name of Mr. Robert Moss, man. Yes, Hey, sir. we got a good one. We got a good show. Man. Not only that, man, we also got the, the basketball legend. Hey, the head coach from Bowie State, State University. U. Coach Daryl Brooks hey. in the building. Let's get it. Let's hey. get it, man. So, again, we ask that y'all stay tuned. Be ready. Pits and Push, episode two, coming at you. Sports Talk Radio. Hey. Yo, 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 we're back. Pits yes, and sir. Push, Sports Talk Radio. Radio. And we're back. Hey, Fury and Wilder fighting. We got our special guest, Mr. Robert Moss in the Welcome building. to the show. Hey, hey. Yes. Hey, you yes. ready? What you got for First us, guest. Moss? First guest. I appreciate that. I appreciate it, fellas. I'd like to congratulate you all on your new innovative thing you're doing here, the Piss and Push radio broadcast. I'm sure it's appreciate going to it. do its thing over the few months and years to come. So I wish both of you appreciate it, man. the best. Yeah, hey, Appreciate so it. why don't you go ahead and give the people a little bit about yourself, you know, your love for boxing, when it began. Go ahead and tell, tell Pits and Push audience about you a little bit. I have a lot of love for boxing. Uh, I go to Las Vegas a lot of times. Uh, I see uh, Floyd Mayweather when he was in his uh, prime. Uh, nice. I started back when he was fighting uh, people like uh, Shane Mosley when the second round where Shane Mosley hit him. He just buckled. But after that second round, he just went on and did his thing. Mm-hmm. And I went to a couple of uh, his fights when he fought um, Marquez also. And just over the years, I just developed a love for boxing, you know, and see what they do. And I like to bet on boxing. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, so um, just recently in November, I went to the uh, Louis Ortiz uh, Wilder fight. Nice. That was a seventh round knockout. That was there. a good fight. Uh, but my best fight, I think, in 2019 was when I saw uh, Manny Pacquiao and uh, Keith Thurman. That was a great oh. fight there. That was major. Uh, everybody was on their hands and feet and standing the whole fight. So nice. that's what I do. I like to just go and have a good time. Of course, I do a little gambling and put some money in the fight. So <laughs> I don't win all the time. But, uh, you know, I like to do that. Since awesome. we uh, since we on your introduction and stuff like that into boxing, who do you think is the Young and upcoming great, or can be great if they keep they they act right. Well, of course, uh, you know we have Baltimore uh, Giovanni Davis. I love that. Uh, I, I love like, that guy. I like him. So, man. I He's the, nice. So the DMV, I believe, is Giovanni Davis versus Gary Russell Jr. That's the uh, fight we all want to see in DMV. Yeah. And will that happen? It may, but I understand that Leo Santa Cruz, and this is the featherweight. Weight division. Okay. Mm-hmm. I believe um, Leo Santo Cruz have been calling on Deion Bay Davis, John Bay Davis, and uh, they're looking to fight. I understand the LA sometime this summer should be a great fight. Mm-hmm. I'm putting my money on Davis. Davis on that one. Yeah, I, I like that. that man. Hey, that man's bad. I like y'all. Davis, man, he got he got the swagger. Um, he got the fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, he got the punching power, bro. He he brings excitement to boxing, man. I really like the young dude. As yeah. long as he could stay out of trouble. That's what I was about to you say. You know, around the right people, man. Right. He could he could be a great man. Right. You know? So you all know who promotes Davis, right? Who no, who promotes him? Money Man. Floyd oh, Floyd. 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 Yeah, he's under oh, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't so, know that.
Yeah. Did not know that. Wow, that's that's good. To well, know. he's under great tutelage. You know what I mean? He's under the right mentor who he needs to be under. To right. you know, it's just you know all his uh, underlings. You know, yeah. you know he just got in trouble with uh, with his um. I his guess girl, his, his, his girlfriend was yeah, gripping him up. up. Yeah, I seen that. That. Yeah, but you know, hope he grow out of that. You know, don't don't allow the the limelight to. Yeah. To blind his vision, yeah. but let's let I want to I want to backtrack a little bit because okay. I want to talk about this Fury and Wilder fight, and I and and, and if y'all pardon me the time, I want to go back to the first fight first. I want to go to the to the first one, then I want to go to the second one, and then I want to talk about the possibility of the third one. of a third one. So, all right, with the first one, so for me, when I watched it. I was not impressed by Fury. Fury, he played a lot in that first match. He did his little, um, put the hands behind his back and did this. He came in, what, 256 and a half pounds, man. Wilder was 212. Mm -hmm. And for me, I disagree with the judges. It was a split decision. I, I didn't see how they came thought, to that decision. You thought Wilder won? I thought Wilder won. I thought won he, I thought because... The, the the amount of punches just like Fury threw, if Fury and Wilder would have just threw punches that landed and nobody got knocked down, then I can see how they'd be like, you know what? Split decision. But mm -hmm. that man hit the canvas twice. Twice. That's what he did. Twice. He hit it twice. So I was a little dismayed, like, wait, split decision? Like, and but I but I did see a lot in that fight about Wilder, and I noticed that after the fifth round, he was tired. He was tired. He was fatigued. Fury, Fury was outboxing him that that round. He I mean, fatigued. I mean that fight, but Wilder had the better sh show, I guess, with the knockdown and the power punches landing. But Fury was boxing him, outboxing him the whole first round. I mean, the first fight. I agree with um, Push here because yeah. um, I had it close all the way. Had it close. You know, scorecards, final scorecards, Wilder 115, 111. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fury, 114, 113. And of course, one judge made a draw, 113, 113. It's very close, you know. Judges are very tricky. Um, True. As we all know, a lot of boxers get robbed. So I would, I appreciate that fight at least came to a draw that brought us to this second fight right. just recently. So. But did you. But did you agree with the judge's decision of a split decision? Like I, I, I thought from the knockdowns, with Fury, I thought, with Fury being knocked down twice, did you with, think with the that, that was worthy of a split decision, or should that have gone to Wilder like just hands down? Um, you know, we only base our, our boxing on certain rounds, but it's the consistency throughout the rounds okay. that make those rounds close. You know? Okay. Okay. So. Okay, I never, I never looked at it like that. So, so, so it's not necessarily off. Knocks downs don't score you the greatest points no more. So basically, you want to win rounds more than knockdowns. Of course, the knockdowns always normally with ten eight. You know, mm -hmm. mostly ten eight rounds unless you very rarely see a ten seven, but ten eight is normally when the knockdown happens. Okay. But uh, sometimes you need more than a knockdown to I, win a fight. We've seen a lot of fights in our careers that. Fights, fights been knocked down two or three times, uh -huh. and, and they still, you know, yeah, win. Okay. But wow. I thought, I thought from my standpoint, I thought I think Fury was going to get up in that, that, that the second, second knockdown. Knock I thought he was done. The dude got up. And he got up on that. You know, he you know, he, he, he come from. Those, uh, he did one of those Undertaker moves. You know, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> damn, Gyp the Gypsy King. <laughs> he did the Gypsy King on him, man. You know, um. So then, let's transition to number two. Yeah, the, the second. So one. I, I think so. I didn't think Fury was impressive um, at all to me the first fight. I didn't. I didn't see where. I think for me, I was so caught up on the split decision that I I didn't really see where Fury came in with the split. But the second fight, it was like okay. But that if y'all watch the interview, Fury said. In the first fight, after he got knocked down the second time, he had he got like an epiphany. He's like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna attack this dude because anytime I attack this dude, um, his footwork gets sloppy, mm. and he can't he can't use his power if he's going backwards. Right. So he said he was gonna use that tactic this whole fight, which he did. 
he kept coming forward the whole fight, and he kept smothering the overhand right that um, wow. Wilder was coming for. And and as a, you know what's astonishing to me on a whole nother level, Wilder it has forty plus wins, right? Okay. Forty plus wins with professional boxers, mm-hmm. and he's not a boxer, bro. Right. He got how you get forty plus wins with professional boxers, and you're not a boxer. You're looking for a, he's a one hit puncher. You know what I mean? He's coming straight from round one, looking for the overhand right. He's he's not setting up anything. It's funny you know to say that because I went to the I was live at MGM for that uh, Ortiz Wilder fight. The whole arena was watching the fight, and of course Ortiz won all the rounds up until that seventh when uh, he was able to get that right and knock him out, and it was all over with. So uh-huh. we all knew what he was waiting for. So uh, this last fight, though, I believe uh, as we know, the contract agreement was for about. Five million bucks, okay. Yeah. But however, both men are actually was was actually guaranteed for twenty five million plus a percentage of the pay per view receipts, according to the Nevada wow. uh, State Athletic Commission. Wow. So of course we now know as you bought it up, Piss bought it up. Now we're up to well, let's go back a little bit. All the excuses Wilder said mm-hmm. he got rabbit punch. You can remember there was a rabbit punch when he got knocked down, I believe. Right. But you know, referees they missed up. They missed low blows. They missed a lot of things. And as you see, this fight, um, Wilder weighed 231. The second fight? 30, the second fight. It's like 273. Right? It was 270 plus. And as we all yeah. watched, he was leaning. He was doing headlocks. Man, he was putting that weight on him. And of course, that Halloween costume that um, Wilder wore come in, 40 pounds. He says his legs was weak. And after you get hit normally in the back of that head, that does something to you. And you can remember that Anthony Joshua fight, Ruaz fight, he got hit like a in the back of the head a little bit and he wasn't right sense. So that back of the head punch is uh, very interesting. And uh, so, you know. Yeah, and uh You got punished that second fight. Can't hey Wilder, I can't argue with you. I, I can't play yourself for that one, bro. Hey, you got what? But, <laughs> but, but that fight, as you remember now, Wilder was favorite. He was uh he was a minus one thirty-five, and uh, which means you have to put a hundred and thirty-five dollars on him to win a hundred. And Ferry was the underdog. You had to put a hundred on him to get a hundred and fifty back plus your hundred. So uh, yeah. it was kind of tight there, you know. So I'll be the next fight, which now we know is July 18th. Oh, so there's a date. Yeah, it's a date. It's a date. I, know, I didn't know oh, it was a man, date. I didn't know it was a date. Let's go, Wilder. Go. You got to bounce back, baby. Hey, July 18th. Where, do you know where it's going to be at? It's going to be Vegas. 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 And, uh, you know, that time of year is normally 110, 112, 113. So it's going to be sizzling hot. In Las Vegas, so you gonna make that fight? I'm trying to. I'm looking down. Flights are expensive. You looking the, at that the, flight? Flights are expensive right now to go out there, and you know, uh, so it's a good time to go. So I'm still thinking about. Uh, it. Hey, was it? What is it? Was it me or did you notice? Did Did Wilder seem more gas to you after the third round, or second or third round? He looked. He just looked tired to me. He's. I mean. I noticed in the first fight how he was tired after the fifth. So it doesn't seem like he has that much of a stamina. I remember um, before the fight, you know how the dressing room in the locker room. Uh-huh. While while he was walking back and forth, all doing the pleading and just walking back and forth. Even the announcer said he should be relaxed, sitting down. Free dressing room, he was with his wife on the sofa, smiling, just chilling and everything. He was saving he was his energy. Yeah. So he was comfortable. While his head did a look on his face and it may have been a nervous look for all we know. We don't mm-hmm. know. But he got paid, and uh, we'll see what happens on the next one. Should he have? Should he have uh, fired his? Was his trainer? Do you do you agree with no. him firing? I think for throwing in the towel. Yeah. No, no. I think you got to protect your fighter in that in that instance, man. You know, I, I'm protecting my fighter. I'm not gonna let him. I know. I know it's a pride thing. You want to go out on your shield, bro. But I'm not gonna let you die and possibly die in this ring. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Ah. And you know, in the last twelve. 18 months we had several boxes. Yeah, two or three. Ring, so three. It just yeah. It's it been more than the one guy that. It's been like two or three people. Bro. Yes. Wow, I didn't yes. know that. Throughout, of course, locally we had the incident at the MGM, you know, where that fight happened and later. Um, he passed at the hospital, didn't he? Passed away later, for a few days later, yeah. maybe something like that. Yeah, wow. brain, brain hemorrhage. Didn't know that. So, so let me ask you. Well, will we ever get back to a time? Because I remember when I was when I was a lot when I was younger, and whenever I would hear the word heavyweight, 
you would you had multiple people defined in that heavyweight. You had the Lewis, the Brick Bows, the Evander Holyfields, the Mike Tysons, the Foremans. You want to go back to the Roy Jones, the same like it was so many names mm-hmm. where we didn't have to wait for one person to fight every year just to see a good fight. Are, are we ever going to get back to that era? Well, I might say at this point we all know boxing is money game. You got Bob Arum, right? You know, you got the other side. You got everybody. You got the, all the rights for the broadcast, ESPN Plus. You got DAZN. You got everything's going on. Showtime is still there. Of course, HBO is out now. So uh, it's about money and. He's got WBA, you got WBC, you got all these other belts, they're trying to unify everything. So right now, as you speak of those fighters, um, Rainy Magazine put out something shortly after this last fight, Fury Wilder fight. Fury is a champ. Anthony Joshua is number one now, according to them. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that. Yeah, that should be Joshua a good Joshua and Fury? I would like to see before, that. After, the, after, no, after, after that. Well, what, if, what if he well, loses? Well, the winner. That's, I'm just saying, the winner of that should fight Joshua. So if, if Fury loses, you still don't think Fury is worthy enough for that fight? I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I think whoever wins this third fight mm-hmm. should definitely fight Joshua, bro. I think, like, back, it's not like back in the day you had to fight the best. Right. Like, Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather changed the game to where you could... Uh, he going to finagle this way to 50 and no. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Back in the day, you used to couldn't do that. Now, with the rules and, you know, you can you can work your way up to right. that. You know what I'm saying? You can, you can finagle your way around and you don't got to fight the best guy. Yeah. Back in the day, you had to fight. You had to fight who you had to fight. You know what I mean? They pick and choose now. They want Sometimes but that's they what I'm saying. fighting the best. Tyson had to fight Lennox Lewis. Tyson had to fight uh, Evander. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't work your way around that. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So right now, uh, a Green Magazine had number two, Dillian With. We don't hear about his name too much. Yeah, I've never heard of that But guy. he's number two, and Deontay Wilder's number three. So really? we're trying to figure, how did Dillian With get to be Above number two? Deontay. Well, he had a fight December 7th, 2018, in Saudi Arabia against a bomb. It was a hard decision fight that he won. And then he had another fight, uh, July 20, um... 2019, he fought Oscar Rivas. It was a hard fight. He got knocked down in the ninth round, mm. and he won that fight. So mm-hmm. you see, you can get knocked down, still win. Right. So the third third person is Deontay Wilder. You got Luis Ortiz. Then you got Andy Ruiz Jr. The mm. upset that he pulled on Anthony Joshua. Joshua. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe. Ago. I'm like, you know, looks is deceiving, man. All right. Looks is Very deceiving. much, bro. Looks is deceiving. I man. think putting money on that fight, we'd be all millionaires right about now. Hey, that fight, I could, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that fight. He knocked him down like three times, I believe, something like that. Yes, yes. I couldn't believe that fight. I was like, wow, looks is deceiving, man. So be, before we go into, because I, I wanted to get your take on, you mentioned a couple up and coming, uh, um, up and coming fighters, more so locally. But just to get to take if you, if there's anything else within the boxing realm that we that we may not have seen because you know your attentive to boxing is different and it's more detailed than ours. But one question I did want to ask before we leave the Fury and Wilder is for that third fight, how many rounds do y'all think is going? How many rounds will it go? And who's the winner? That's a hard one, there really, because uh, we sh- we we are sure. That Wilder's gonna make some adjustments, as we know. Also, George Foreman, he has asked Wilder, can he help him in his training? Wasn't it somebody else that uh, told Mayweather. Wilder they wanted to help him? Mayweather said he'll yeah. help him. So he has to change, but Fury, he got the goods. If we go back and look at fights recently, Andre Ward, Sergey Kovalov, mm-hmm. the first fight, I believe Kovalov was robbed on that one. They gave it to Ward. Second fight, and I was there for both of them. Second fight, Ward beat him because he beat him for the first one. He knew the goods. He did a lot of low blows. They didn't call, right? but they called that fight. And Sergey Kovalev has never been the same since. So mm. what we're saying is, if Wilder loses, if Wilder loses his fight, will he ever be the same again? Mm. I don't Man, think so. I don't think so. I think it take a little bit off. It took, it'll yeah. kind of remind me of that Roy Jones situation. Remember when Roy Jones was just dominating? Yeah. 
and then he came back after the one fight, man, and he ain't he ain't look at it. And then he lost like I want to say like six or eight or something like yeah. that. Yeah, he started declining. He started yeah, yeah. Out. But he won. I remember he won the world uh, the heavyweight. He won a heavyweight title. Then he came back and fought one more time. Then after that, I forgot who he fight that one time. It it was just a straight decline, man. And I was, was I like was blown because hey, I was a Roy Jones Jr. fan. Yeah. So that's the thing. So him and Sugar St. Mosey, because my cousin, rest in peace, Dale. My cousin used to tell me like we had these little nicknames. I call him Little G from uh, Silk, mm-hmm. and he would call me Sugar Shane. I don't know how I ever said it because I don't look nothing like him. But I take it. <laughs> but yeah, so back to that. So so what's your thoughts about some up and coming? Uh, well, as you know right now, what's on the burner now, Canelo Everest and Billy Joe Saunders, single de Mayo, Las Vegas, mm. uh, T-Mobile Arena, May 2nd. It has not been officially uh, named yet. Canelo said, I'm going to make the official announcement, but that's what's on the burner now. May 2nd, uh-huh. very, coming very shortly. So he has to say it soon so he can start promoting that fight. Uh, but the fight I think everybody really still want to see is that Trilogy of Triple G and Canelo Alvarez. Mm. And September could be the time that will happen. Triple G is injured now. He was supposed to be fighting, I believe, uh, mm. this month or next month. So if everything works the way it should, we may see a Triple G Canelo Alvarez fight. Let me let me ask you about this. Uh, I haven't I haven't gotten this I haven't seen him fight a lot. I seen him fight Sean Porter. Earl let me get your take on uh Earl Spence Jr. I, I like I like him. He's quick. Um, he he has good. He's tough. Good good boxing IQ. Um, I haven't seen that much of him, man. I think he could be a good one as well. You know the welterweight division. Let's talk about who's in it: Manny Pacquiao, mm-hmm. Terence Crawford, mm-hmm. Earl Spence, Sean Porter, Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman. Mm-hmm. It's loaded, 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 loaded. Mm. So as we know, Keith Thurman, he got beat by Pacquiao um, last year. Uh, right now, they're looking at a fight. Trying Pac-Man is looking at Earl Spence or Mikey Garcia for the next fight right now. That's I like Garcia, on. too. Garcia tough. Earl Spence, he's great. It's an accident that he had, unfortunately. We don't know about how that accident Actually will affect him, him yeah. mentally and physically in the ring. Mm-hmm. That's a concern. And I think that's why guys like Terrence Crawford, he's calling Earl Spence out right now. a lot these days. Yeah, that, that was I, my I next question. I want to see Crawford in pack. I like Crawford. to see that. That boy get hit, boy. That I like to see that. Punch I, I really would like to see that fight. Crawford and Pacquiao. And one more. Have you ever seen a boxer that uses angles like Lomachenko? I, me, I can't recall a boxer who uses angles like him. I've never seen either, you know, of course, Floyd Mayweather, he is the, the king well, of Well, Floyd, that, but. Floyd, but, like, Lomachenko is, like, in your face, but you can't hit him. Like, he's, you throwing a punch, he stepped to the side, he's halfway around you. And I and I read he took uh, dancing or something like that for a couple of years. I heard that, too. Uh, but I know one fight last year, I came in with a fighter. I know he was fighting, and someone came right down the middle and knocked Lomachenko down. Mm. I was like, wow. So he can be hit, he can be tagged. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens in that featherweight. He's in that featherweight division now, so we're going to see what happens. What's that? That's like 120, 130, 120, something like that. 125-ish, maybe yeah. somewhere in 126. Right. Yeah. Man, it was, I, this, this was a good segment, man. Yes, it was. But is there anything else that you want to share with the audience or with the, well, the you know, supporters? One of my, one of my favorite fighters, you know, we know is Money Man Mayweather these days. You know, he's 50 and 0. At this point, I just read the other day that he's wanting to make $350 million this year. <laughs> and wow. he's looking at MMA fighters. He's been seen with Dana White, uh, the MMA UFC president. He's been hanging with him. So don't look for Mayweather to come but get those guys like Pac-Man and Spence and Crawford and Thurman. I think he's leaning more toward MMA, but he said he wants $350 million bucks. So He can make uh, it happen, man. He got the know, resources, um, too. So that's how it goes. That's the sport of boxing. <laughs> wow. Yes, sir. Hey. Hey, my man. Hey, first, we appreciate you for joining Coming us out. today. A lot of man. knowledge, man. You hey, dropped I mean, a lot of knowledge on us for us. I'm listening, man. I, 
I'm just a guy that will watch boxing, and uh, you know, thanks for inviting me to give my opinion. You know, I'm sure you we'll be bringing you back for, uh, uh, next uh, super fight. We bring oh, you back. Oh yeah, this this isn't yeah, a one stop yeah. shop. Okay. So we and this was hey, I got educated. <laughs> me as well, man. So well, we definitely appreciate it, man. And we, hey, stay tuned. Pits and push. push first talk, talk radio. radio coming at you. We be back. Yo, 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 pits and push. Sports, Sports Talk, Talk Radio. Radio. Coming back at you. Hey, we told y'all this was going to be a fun packed insult. Hey, listen, we got more excitement for y'all. We got the good black. Hey, the colors fit for this segment, right? Hey. That black and gold. Absolutely. Hey. Hey, we got the head coach, Bowie State University. University stand up. Hey, 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 Yes, we got sir. the Bulldog Nation in the building, Coach Brooks. Coach Brooks in the building. Hey, man, we appreciate it, Coach Brooks. Yes, sir. Appreciate we thank you guys having me, man. I'm really excited to be man, here. Man, like, hey, listen, I ain't graduated from Bowie, but I went, man, and hey, I'm always a Bulldog. You know that. Once a, once a Bulldog, always a Bulldog. Bulldog for life. Man, so why don't what you, we want to uh, do, go ahead and... Yeah, why don't you uh, give our listeners a little bit about yourself? And then I'm going to go ahead and, because I already seen your credentials. I done already seen the accolades. So what you don't Legend. give them, we're going to give the audience. Oh, so, we're we going to so, ask it. So you, you can try to keep it modest as much as you want, but we're going to go ahead and throw the gas on it. So <laughs> do well, what you feel. First of all, I, I want to give all honor and glory to my, my Lord and Savior, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yes, sir. Without him, I wouldn't yes. be here. Be um, without. I'm, just a, I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. yeah, Brooklyn, BK. Brooklyn. Uh, played high school basketball there. Nice. Was fortunate enough to to get recruited to come down here to play at Bowie State University. Okay. Uh, and it changed my life. Nice. Yeah. Um, you know, I played played at Bowie for a couple of years. Graduated. Um, what position? Point guard. Nice. Point guard. Point guard. And um, point guard. Yeah, point guard. And uh, I was able to meet my wife here. Nice. Uh, I was able. Her brother ended up uh, being my first boss uh, in coaching. Oh, okay. He gave me my first opportunity to coach at uh, Central State University. So, oh, okay, cool. Uh, but I graduated from Bowie in 79, nice. 1979 for some Ooh. people. I'm, I'm old. Oh, yeah. Showing your age. Hey, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. all good. We trying to make it there, brother. <laughs> hey, tell the went, truth, saying the devil. That's right. That's right. And and I went to um, I went into coaching in 1985. Nice. I was an assistant basketball coach at Central four, State. I was four years old. Four years oh, old. Yeah. What? Right. Uh, Central State University in Ohio. Uh, I was at Central State uh, for three years. Moved on to the College of William and Mary, um, and I was at William and Mary for two. Went from there to American University in DC. I was there for four. Went from American University to George Mason University. Mm-hmm. I was there for another four. Went from George Mason to Loyola College in Baltimore. I was there for three. From there, I went to uh, Western Maryland College. It's now McDaniel's division, small division three school. I was a head coach there for a year. Loved it there. Wanted to stay. Um, a good friend of mine, Carl Hobbs, got the head job at George Washington University. Said he wanted somebody with head coaching experience to help him. I went over with him. Was there for eight years. Uh, we, nice. You know, we were fortunate. We had a lot of success there. Mm-hmm. Got the job at Bowie State in 2009. Yeah. And I've been there ever since. Ever so, since. Yeah. Right. So, did you never season? Did you always knew that you wanted to coach, or is it just something that just came about? I, I knew I was always in love with the game of basketball. Um, I wanted basketball to be in my life, and, and it. I think it would have had I not gone into coaching. I think it would have been in my life. I'd have been playing in the 50 and over leagues, and I, it would have been around. So um, I never thought about coaching um, until the summer of, like, 83. Mm-hmm. Like, 83, I, um, I started uh, working basketball camp uh, at Duke University. Okay. And nice. Coach Krzyzewski had just gotten there. A buddy of mine, that we worked a couple of camps while we were in school, got me into the camp. And nice. I started working at camp. And I what I did was I took my vacation from my regular job. My wife wasn't very happy to work <laughs> to work those camps. Nice. To work at, so I worked at camp and it was at those camps that I really, you know, found a passion for actually coaching, yeah. working with kids. And and um, I felt then like, hey, if I ever got the opportunity to, to do it, I would. 
I never thought that, you know, I would get the opportunity, but that's how God works. My brother-in-law got the job at um, Central State uh, in 85, and he said, hey, look, you know, I know you've been talking about trying to get into coaching. You want to you wanna do this? And I was like, mm. So, Coach Brooks tried to make it modest. I'm going to give it to y'all straight and plain, the pits on push only way. So, yes, Coach Brooks has been at Bowie State for 11 seasons. 11. He is at GW, like he said. What he didn't tell y'all was his record at Bowie State is 178 to 100. He's 95 and 55 in the CLLA. He got five Northern Division Championships, Sheesh. 2013, 2017, CIAA Tournament Championship. Nice. Bowie has played in three national regional tournaments under Coach Brooks, advancing to the 2011 regional semifinals. Coach Brooks has been named Bowie State Male Coach of the Year four times, 2011, 2012, 2014, 2015 season, while also being voted CIAA Coach of the Year in 2014, 2015. Nice. Not only is he a great coach, but he's also a husband, a father, and he's a part of a spiritual gospel group called Spiritual Minds. I'm going to say it right <laughs> for the people out there, but it's called Spiritual Minds. Hey, so, shout out to Spiritual Minds. Hey, so listen, man, we, we greatly appreciate it. We are humble for your presence and for you yes, to be yeah. on this show with us for today, man. So we want to just go ahead and dive right into it and, you know, won't you walk us through this season? How 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 did this season go for the Bulldogs? Well, can I be candid? No, that's, that's what speak, that's all yeah, we need. Yeah, right? speak, yeah. speak your mind. Um, probably the most. No, not probably. It was the most frustrating year mm. for me as a as a coach. Okay. Uh, at Bowie State, um, I I love my guys. Like I love them, but as I just never felt like I could get them this year to buy in like we normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, over the time that I've been here. And, and, I, and we ended up 16 and 13, but we really felt like we had a chance to be a great basketball team this year. And yeah. we weren't. So, you know. So when you say get to buy in, what are some of your philosophies that you tried to get the young guys and your seniors to um, a bad bass so y'all could get to the championship? And, and, and to piggyback on that while you answer that, also is. The mixture of your group this year, was it more new players than old? Like, was it a newer group of guys that it was just more so teaching them and the continuity of trying to get them to play and trust amongst each other? No, and I'll answer yours first. No, we were a veteran basketball team. Mm-hmm. We had six seniors. Six seniors, right? Um, six seniors. So the mix was they, they knew each other. Uh, last year, we were a little bit newer team. You know, last year... And we started out the year 0-5. Never happened before. We ended up winning 17 games. So nice. we felt like coming into this year. It was going to be a good, good It was going to be a great year. We, had, we felt like we were going to get great leadership. And, and uh, we were picked first in the, um, uh, in the division mm-hmm. and first overall. Um, so there were high expectations. But we talked about this early. We didn't really worry about anybody else's expectations. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to worry about ours. But right. We just, we could never get on the same page. And I take responsibility for that because I'm the head coach. Mm-hmm. And one of the things as, as coaches, you got to get your guys to buy in. Whatever whatever your philosophy is, whatever your style of play is, mm-hmm. whatever you emphasize, you have to get your guys to buy in. And I just, just being honest, I, I didn't do a good job of doing that this year. So I know as a coach, you want to take full responsibility for that. But with six seniors on the team, I feel that they should have bear some of that for you. You know, you know. Again, um, that's true. I mean, that's true. Right? As seniors, they should know. And if they were sitting here, they would. You know, they probably say the same thing. But again, I bring it. I, I bring it back to me being a head coach. I have to I have to be able to do that. I got to get that across to them and then they have to get it across to their teammates. So, when when you hear of cuz you're a, you're playing you're playing at a level where it's actually a collegiate level where the expectations just aren't in the building they're in the press. You know, there are actually different people who are voting to say Bowie State should come out on top of this conference. Mm-hmm. Now, when you talk about the expectations of I'll say I'll be at the world versus the expectations that you have of yourselves or as a group, as a team. 
do the outside expectations or the pressure does it do 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 you feel that players look at that and they feel or they say that like they 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 rise they they feel more above than what they rise meaning like hey like they picked us number one so like look at that like it's like it's in the it's printed. Do they do they take that feeling like, like we like we supposed to be there and they play like that? Because I I've, I know that when I watch sports, I do feel like there are certain teams that play like you can see when a team is is written number one and they play in a team and they act like if they lose it's like they suck. Like wait, I'm number one. I was supposed to win yeah. that, but the effort and the energy wasn't there. Yeah, so, so do the pressure? Do you think the pressure or do you complacent. think players? become complacent and reading to what the pressings are. I mean, I de definitely think that happens. And I think that happened to us uh, at times this year, uh, especially early in the year. They felt like, well, we're number one. We're just going to show up and we're going to win. And what we, you know, we try to get across to them is you're going to be the biggest game on everybody's nice. schedule right. for the first two or three weeks of the year because of where you were picked. And you have to... You can't worry about what they said on paper, right? You know, and, and that's what we that's what we talked about. I don't really care about anybody else's expectations. It's the guys in this room. It's the guys in the locker room. The guys in this program. Mm -hmm. That's all that matters to me. That's all, that, and that's all should, that should matter to you. What can we do to be the best team that we can be? All right. So, so why are we on that? So, let me ask you this. Um, as a coach, man, I already you know it's already hard, and you're you're under tremendous amount of stress to do well, right? So, what is your one of your greatest fears as a coach? Not reaching my basketball team hmm. in some in from playing on the floor and off the floor because that's a big part of my responsibility yeah. as a coach. Right. So, what translate on the floor? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it goes we're helping them. Right. We, we're helping them grow. As young men. We get them as boys. Right. And we're helping them grow into men and everything that that entails. So, my biggest fear is if I coach you for three or four years that I didn't reach you so that in 10 years down the road when I see you, I you know, I, I, what I want and pray for you is you're successful I mean, your family, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a big, big part of it. Maybe, not maybe, but even more so than just winning basketball games and winning championships. So this year, so you said you guys, I believe, 16 and 13, right? Mm -hmm. And then we go to the, uh, the CIAA tournament was just this year. Uh, so it's a, I have a two-part question. One, um, I believe you guys played Livingston first. Mm -hmm. I think you lost by, what, three, four, four points? Yeah. yeah. Um, so two part of this. So what during the CIAA, what was it in that game that, you know, was it was it intensity? Um, because I I was having different uh not real bets but little sad bets because I was getting tired of seeing Winston Salem University folks post stuff on my IG and I got tired of them talking about the Rams and I swear I was I, I was talking so much trash. I looked at the schedule on Monday and I said we play Livingston and after we beat Livingston we're seeing Western Salem on Thursday. And then I looked on Wednesday, it was like, oh, you're talking about swallowing a humble pie. Yeah. So that the CIAA game and then when it comes to the when it comes to your seniors and that being their last game and knowing everything that they put into it, like talk about the emotional challenge it is to to walk away from a season that has so much promise. You know, well, you know, first with with the game itself, um, we just didn't do enough of the little things to win. We were in position to win. We turned the ball over too much. Okay. And we missed free throws, key mm. free throws down the stretch. Uh, we're plus three with four minutes left in the game. And we had minutes. come back. We had come back from down 12. Mm. And we closed that. We got the lead. And I really felt like at that point, okay, we got the momentum back. Now we just have to execute down the stretch the last four minutes 
And it's always little things. Right. It's all, you know, take care of basketball, make your free throws. On the yeah, obviously, you got to defend the basketball. On the uh, we didn't do that. Um, so at the end of the game, you know, we get them in the locker room and, you know, got a couple of guys crying. And, you know, it was tough. But, you know, it's always tough when you address your seniors for the last time. And we talk about when there's going to come a point in time where they're going to take the uniforms from you. They're going to literally take the uniforms from you. And that's always really, really tough. You know, when guys realize their guaranteed career is over. That was tough for me as a football I can, player. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Like, it was tough. Man. And, and, and tough. you know, guys want to play at the next level, right? Everybody wants to play at the next level. And we, we literally count down. I do this every year. Okay, we got five games left in the regular season and then the start of the tournament. We got six gap. You got six games that are guaranteed on the schedule. That you show up, you got a game. You go play. Mm-hmm. After that six game, if you're still playing, you earn it. And so you know, again, when they you get to that point where you lose that last game, it's really, really, it's really tough. tough. It's very emotional. It is. Can't imagine. That's 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 that's. That's tough, man, because I remember how I felt when I had to turn my pants in for the last time. You, 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 right? You, you, it's, you it's know, tough. It, it was tough. It, it, you know, it took me about two days to be mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And um, with that, too, with since we on 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 your coaching topic, what, what's one of your pet peeves as a coach? One of my pet peeves? Uh, guy's not working hard. Guy's not working to their... Lazy? Laziness? Well, I don't even know if it's always laziness. It's what they understand as what actually is hard work mm-hmm. and what really is hard work. Okay. And I think sometimes okay. kids these days, they don't they don't really understand it. They don't mm-hmm. get it. Social media, you know, you got so many other things to do with your time that sometimes you don't, you don't put in the time on your craft. As yeah, you yeah, like you should, like you should. What kind of, what, what kind of players, uh, do best with your coaching style? Like, what, 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 what are those criteria? Like, cause you know, and like, okay, yeah, I can work. Like, this is, this is like, it's like, it's like with children. And I'm not putting any players in a children box. What I mean is, you know that I know that with me, I have two sons. I know that I have to focus more with my oldest son here mm-hmm. than I have to focus with my youngest son. And I have to focus more with my, with my youngest son here than with my oldest son. So when you come to the style of players that you like, what is that style? Um, for me, a tough-minded kid. So tough-minded means, you know, I know I got to get up, but I got to work every day. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes uh, coach is going he's going to get into me, yeah. you know. Um, but I know he's got my best interest at heart. Right. right. And tough-minded enough to hold his teammates accountable. Yeah. Tough-minded enough to be held accountable. Accountability mm-hmm. is you a know? word that falls short. It's, it's, yes, it's, it's not it's underrated. It's, it's, it's underrated nowadays. That thing falls yeah. short nowadays because yeah. it's, it's so easy bro. to point the finger at so many other folks right. and say, nobody, I did that. Nobody, that wants, nobody wants to blame no more. Right. No, they don't. Right. And it, it's sad. Hey, and the other thing with that is they don't want to hold each other accountable. So, so it's not we're, you know, we're, 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 yeah, we're teammates. And and I say this to these guys all the time. If your teammate makes a mistake of commission and he's trying, his, he's, he's working his tail off and he makes a mistake, smack him on the butt and say, right, come on, let's go, let's get back. Right. Now, if he ain't working hard, you have my permission to get on him and tell him, He's not working hard, but they don't want to hold each other accountable because, like, we hang out and, you know, we're cool. So I don't want to yell at you. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to yell at you. And that's a problem, but too. The, but the problem with that mindset is this. That problem with that mindset, and it takes me because I like talking to the younger generation, but that problem reads me this way. If you're, if you're uncomfortable addressing somebody that you know well and that you know that you can help push – then it's out of your limits to help somebody you don't know. Yeah. So the practice of being comfortable and being accountable, help be accountable, responsible for each other, is being able to practice with the people that you know best yes. because they know that your interest is well. Exactly. So if we can't do that 
and you know me, then I see why nobody in the world will pull me aside. I'm like, come on, young fella, you could do better than that. True. And that's and that's where we fall short, thinking right. that you know we we are either stepping on toes or you know we're shaming you. And instead of taking that constructive criticism as like, look. If I really didn't care about your direction or us as a team, because everything you do has an effect on all of us, mm -hmm. vice versa me as well. And if I can't approach you and you feel like you can't approach right. me, right. then we are individuals on the same team. We are not team minded or team oriented. Right. Right. And, and like I said, and if we're not team oriented or team minded, then we cannot expect somebody from outside the team to come in and tell me, and I and I receive it well, because it's like, hold up, who are you? You don't even know me. Right. But yeah. it's sad because it's like you'll tell a person you don't know, you don't know me, but the same, but the very person that do know you won't even approach you to tell you that you're doing That's wrong true. for the simple right. fact that they don't want to hurt your feelings. Like we gotta get out of that. But and, and you know we tell them all the time, and that's why I go back to wanting tough-minded kids. You to be successful to break through levels, you have to be uncomfortable. Yeah, right. it's going right. to come. And that's you guys growth. are that's, athletes. That's, you, that's, uh, that's, that's growth. You you have to to grow. There has to be yeah some a, a point of being uncomfortable. Right. And a lot of times they don't want to be uncomfortable. They mm. want to be comfortable, and so they can't grow. Comfortable. They don't allow. Them, they don't allow themselves to grow. Yeah. And and again, I. Part of my job, a big part of my job, is to help them get through the uncomfortableness to the growth. That's complacent. Okay. Is social media a problem? Do you do you find that to be a problem? With, with your players? With your players? With Absolutely. Your players? Absolutely. Because I'm worried about likes. I'm worried about what they're saying about, you know, like everything is right here. And everything isn't right here. Everything else is right have you ever been in a uh, situation where you had to check one of your players due to something on social media? Like one, like his boy AB. Yeah, you know, and, and not not as not as major, <laughs> not as major. But one of the things I've always done, not always, but in the last five years, is I make them follow me. Okay. And I follow them. Okay. So now I can see what they're putting on. Right. Oh, uh, gotcha. So if it's something that's a little, you know, hey, I I say, hey, look, I, this is probably not what you want to do. Yeah. Not at you know in this forum. Yeah. Okay. So it, 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 I haven't I haven't seen anything like whoa. Because okay. yeah. at the end of the day, your players are a reflection of the program. Absolutely. As well as your. Well, it's a brand. Absolutely. It's the brand, right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. You gotta you gotta keep. Well, as a coach, you you're representing me. Right. As the coach, you're representing mm -hmm. the school. Mm -hmm. So in turn, we're one, right? Right. So you yeah. gotta represent the brand, right? Yeah. Right. That's all it is. That's what we is having a conversation about. AB, you gotta represent. The brand. Yeah. You got to represent who you plan for. You got to keep it respectful. And you can't. Nobody's above right. the brand. Yeah. Nobody's <laughs> above that. Nobody's more nobody's above nobody. the brand. Nobody. Nobody. So. Unless you own the brand. Right. <laughs> Unless you own it, then you above it. But if you don't own it, you are, you want an abbreviated part of mm -hmm. the brand. All right. Real quick. I got five questions for Coach Brooks. We're going to fire off the head. I'm going to ask him five quick questions. Five quick questions, Coach, and you give me a quick answer as to why. I'm going to just throw two things out here, and you give me your answer, and you tell me why, okay? Five questions. First question, Jordan or Kobe? Jordan. Tell me why. Um, and, again, it's like it's like opinions are like notions. There's, there's no wrong answer. Yeah, there's everybody's no got them. Um, Jordan just did it before Kobe so, so he's the the first. He's the first. Okay. All right. We got a dunk or a three pointer. Hmm. Great question. Right now, today, I'm taking the three pointer because it's worth one more point. Okay. We got offense or defense. Defense. Why? Because defense wins championships. My man, Magic Johnson or Larry Bird. Magic Johnson. Wow. Because he was a point guard, and I was a point guard. Okay, okay, okay. I knew you was going to go there. I was right on that. Suicide runs or up-downs? Suicide runs uh, because more. I didn't play football. Up-downs are more football. Okay. Suicide, more basketball. That's more conditioning. Okay, you answered my five questions. Brother. So, before we let Coach go, I do have one question. 
The CIAA has been in Charlotte for a number of years. Mm -hmm. The tournament is now coming to Baltimore next what? year. That's dope. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what 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 are your thoughts? It's closer to home. Ain't gotta travel as much, you know. But like, how do you see that benefiting Bowie as being it's home like field a home advantage? advantage? Home field advantage. Well, just just that to start. Um, we're at home, so we don't have to travel as far. We don't have to leave as early. We get to kind of stay comfortable for a couple of extra days. Uh, I First of all, I'm so excited about it being in Baltimore. Baltimore is a sports town. It's a basketball town. One of the things that I know is when we go in to play those games, fans are going to be there. Oh, when I tell you, there. I've already seen many and numerous of comments where a lot of Bowie State alumni have already made the statement that they have yet to be able to maybe go to the game in Charlotte, but plan on making several games mm -hmm. while I was here in Baltimore. Yes, that's all they. And 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 we will lose the tournament will lose some people from down south. Right. But, but it'll gain New York and from Delaware. Boston, Philly. New York, yeah. right, Delaware, yeah. Philly, Jersey, and, yeah. and, and up up that ninety five north. Right. That corridor is going yeah, to be, yeah. like, any, that's within anything when you make a change. You're going to lose some folk, but right. at the same token, you you're going to definitely gain, gain some, some new yeah. ones. Yeah. So I, I think I think it's going to be crazy tremendous, and uh, and, and hopefully a, a more of an upside swing for those Bulldogs come next year. Shout out to Bowie State U. That's right. That's right. Hey, we, we can't wait. Um, Baltimore, we're going to make you proud. Um, nice. And with that, and on that note, we want to thank Coach Brooks, and we appreciate y'all for tuning in. This is Pits and Push Sports Talk Radio, man. Let's get it, episode like, two. Like, subscribe, Books. comment. We got more positive com uh, content coming to y'all soon. Much love and respect, people. Bless. Peace.